Season 2, episode 15 of, of Tottenham Hotspur Family Podcast. Joining me this week, Nikki from Johannesburg. Hi, everyone. And Bex from Portsmouth. Good afternoon. Right, OK. Um, I'd rather not begin with yesterday's game, um, but um, it seems a logical place to start. And, it, and it's another, on the plus side, it's another game that we've... Um, uh, not lost. Not lost. 14 games unbeaten. Um and I thought, do you know what? I th- I thought it wasn't as bad as look the comments I've, I've read on social media and various places. Um, I I actually thought, thought we made a really good start um, early on, and um, I was there. there I've made some notes yesterday. There were quite a few things which um, impressed me. Um, I thought we, we made a good start until they scored, and I think after that, actually, they gave us a really good game. Um, we were under the cosh for quite a bit, and I think probably a draw is a fair result. Um, and do you know what? There were one or two key points in the game. I've made a note. Walker made a tackle 32 minutes. I think that was just before they scored. Rose, 56 minutes. Good tackle. And then Larice made a, um, a really good... Amazing save. Reflex save, yeah. yeah. Which, I mean, when that ball came in, my heart sank. I thought it was 2-1. Um so, you know, I don't want to say that we're title contenders because we're not, okay? But the mark of good teams, successful teams that do well in the in, in over a course of a league season is that they can play badly and pick up results. And we didn't play great yesterday overall. And West Brom gave us a tough game. It was away from home. The conditions weren't great. Um, but we, we came away with, with one point. And how many, by the way, how many of the other teams around us your Uniteds and um, your Man Cities and whatever would have gone to West Brom and got a result. If anything, I could have seen a few of those teams go there and, and get beaten. So, not yeah, the end of the world. Didn't the Gooners already lose there? Yeah. Mm. So, meh. It's, um, it wasn't the best of games, but I do think that's partly because of our expectations. We've beaten City. We've had a couple of really good games, really tight game against the arse. Yesterday, everybody assumed, myself included, we were going to go there and breeze through it. It's a Pulis team. They were never going to be a walkover. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't the most yeah. exciting game. But, you know, like you say, it, we didn't lose. We got a point out of it. Nobody got injured. So it's a good thing all round, I think. Yeah, well, we um, first time in South Africa, we couldn't watch it on TV. I was absolutely mortified that they were showing United on two channels. I'm trying really hard not to swear because I've already written my letters to Super Sport to say, what the hell is wrong with you people? They were showing Arsenal and Man United on two channels. I mean, really? What the hell? Anyway. So we recorded it at 11 o'clock. We were too tired from the night before, so we didn't watch it last night. 
I was banned from Facebook and social media and my phone and all the rest of it for 16 hours. We woke up this morning at 7 o'clock to watch it, and I just looked at Paul and said, so is this what I had to have my band for, to watch the, <laughs> to watch this? Really? <laughs> it's kind of a letdown, actually. It would have been, yeah, massive letdown. It was, it was quite – I had so much FOMO going on. But you know what? I was actually quite relieved um, that it was a draw. Obviously, I would have wanted a win, but um, – I was quite relieved because it was very, very scrappy game, and I found that we were very. It was very frenetic, and and just not organised. And and I'm sorry to say this, but Dyer probably had his worst game of the season. He that yeah. goal that 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 equaliser was Dyer's mistake. He lost focus and he wasn't he wasn't marking his man. And it was just it was quite sad because I, I normally rate him, but yesterday something was off with him. He, he just wasn't himself. He's had a haircut recently. Do you think he's lost all his powers? He's he's cut his hair quite short. <laughs> Danny Rose had too. Yeah. I did notice. I did notice, you know. Uh, but you know, as we were saying, there's no point in dwelling on it. Uh we still got a draw. We're still unbeaten, um, and and I'm just hoping that that Pochettino and the boys watch back on this and they pick out where we're sort of failing and all the rest of it. Yes, the weather and the elements had the, had a little bit to do with our misfortune as such, but uh, I just think that hopefully they they learn from it and we just get better and stronger. You know, I think from now on I'm just going to assume we're going to draw every game. <laughs> <laughs> when we win, I'm going to be pleasantly surprised. <laughs> I think part of that was because, and I, it was something, something I was quite hot on in the early part of this year, when we had it all going on, League Cup, and we had Europa still going on, um, and the league itself. We do seem to play better when we've got two games a week. Exactly. I was thinking and, exactly the same thing, yeah. Yeah, and having dropped it and, you know, we played, oh, last Sunday and and playing at three o'clock on a Saturday was really weird. There were other games going on that I had to be aware of and normally I don't. I can just concentrate on Spurs. It was a really bizarre <laughs> thing. I'm not used to that at all. I don't like it. So please don't schedule that again, misters. Um, but it's the fact that we it was the only thing that we had to concentrate on this week and I don't know if that played a part as well. Mm. Yeah. All the... the- the, the idea that you've got to go to Birmingham. I mean, what a well, shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, was, I was supposed to go. I was supposed to go. Um, I was supposed to be at the game yesterday, but I, I couldn't get all of the ticket in the end. Um, uh, last okay. minute thing. So Lucky anyway. you. probably a good thing. <laughs> probably a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, was a miser- it was a miserable day yesterday. It's a miserable day today. And uh, yeah, there you go. Well, I'm, I'm sitting here in my bikini because it's shut up. Hot just shut up <laughs> you're not nice <laughs> <laughs> um, that's not helpful Jeff's Jeff's completely lost his train of thought I've, yeah. he's hoping he's just wondering can we convert this to a video Skype chat <laughs> we could do um, Jeff put your heating on and put a bikini on and make it make, make no difference my friend <laughs> um, right moving on swiftly um, but <laughs> Just a bit about the teams around us. Um, I know we should be talking about the game yesterday, but there wasn't much really to talk about. There was lots of... Right, I'll tell you something that really annoyed me yesterday. It annoyed me last week um, at the at the game against Chelsea at White Hart Lane. Um, 
there was lots of rubbish flying around yes. on the pitch. Lots of like um, crisp packets and and plastic litter. bags and litter. Yeah, and it was like some sort of council estate, and it was really annoying me. Um, yeah. Just mm. sorry, personal bugbear. I know. Me too. Um, I would I would hate to play under those conditions. And I just don't know why they don't stop the play and just pick it up. It's horrible to watch. Yeah. Um, We're back to discussing dissing Birmingham, aren't we? We are. Yeah. No, okay, that's fine. Um, <laughs> just in terms of performances, um, I mean, nobody was mentioned Dyer. Um, I thought that Larice said well, made a good save. Um, uh, I thought Rose and Walker had good games. I thought Toby and Jan, particularly Toby, um, were really good. Um, Dembele looked 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 decent. Um, Ericsson looked quite poor. Um, he did. And I know he's. Think... Go yeah. on. Sorry, I, sorry. I, I thought we were talking about players. Sorry, yeah. I didn't realise you wanted to focus on him quickly. But I just wanted to say, I actually thought Lamela had a good game. I, I saw a comment where, and where some wind-up merchant, and he knows who he is because I'm sure he listens to the podcast, was saying that he was running around like a headless chicken and stuff. And I know I've I'm, I'm said that about Lamella in the past, but I actually think he had a good game yesterday. It, I don't think he was a headless chicken. It took him 10, 15 minutes to settle into the game and because he hasn't played so much. So yeah. he needs that little bit of, okay, I'm back in the gang time, and then he's mm-hmm. okay. Uh, I was quite surprised to see him come off for Son, and then yeah, but I th- yeah, I don't think it's a like for like necessarily. No, 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 no. But maybe Pochettino was just wanting to save him for the Monaco game. I thought he was the worst player on the pitch, but there you go. Um, oh, here we go again. <laughs> I, th- I thought Lam- I thought Lamella was quite poor, and I was I was quite. Um, glad that Sun came on and I, I thought that's what, what we needed um, but his, Sun, did, it, Sun was very quiet I thought uh, yeah he's, look, not getting a, he's not getting a run so he's also just not finding his feet at the moment well, I think Sun's working his way back having been injured um, I, in Lamella's well, I'm the only one who, who wasn't impressed with Lamella it seems but in, in his defence I would say that um, that we were just generally Apart from some some of the some of our um, defenders and, and our goalkeeper, I think generally we we weren't Dembele aside. I think generally we weren't great yesterday, um, and you know Lamela's allowed to have an off day, but that's just my opinion. But um, it's it's interesting. We we both saw the same game, Nicky, Bex, but mm. different, different opinions. Um, Ericsson, just going to say about Ericsson, he's. He scored two really important free kicks uh, earlier this season against Swansea, and and I think he got one in one of the European times. Size I can't remember which. It might have been Carabag earlier earlier on. I'm not sure, but and he always offers us that threat from set pieces. But he seems to be having a quiet season. Um, I think it was the pod. Might have been after we played Crystal Palace, and I think Nicky, you might have been on the pod, and or, or maybe it was a Man City game. I can't, no, actually, it was Palace. It was Palace. And and I think he came back from an injury at that point, mm. and, he, and he came mm. off the bench. And I remember you saying a comment like, "I I hadn't realised how much we we missed him." And, and you know, he offered that offers that little sparkle and invention, which I don't think other players in the team do. I mean, everybody's different, but mm-hmm. Ericsson offers that. But he's been really quiet of late. Um, 
Yeah, he has been. It's very, it's very strange. But then you've also got other players, I think, who are just maybe stepping up a little bit. And uh, I don't know. It's it's strange. Um, I know everybody, everybody is singing Delhi Ali's praises, um, and and I do think he's an excellent player. I just sometimes don't like his his attitude you know I think he's sometimes a little bit too hot-headed and I don't like that in a person period even though um I tend to be (laughs) (laughs) I don't like that in him but I just I just don't find it an endearing quality you know it's it's almost a bit of an arrogance and um and I saw it yesterday again and I just thought you know um, or maybe I'm just too critical of him. Um, it was where he kicked the ball out. It was a goal kick, so he kicked it out. But he didn't kick it anywhere near sort of the post where the goalkeeper can get it. So he sort of just kicked it out from where he was, and it was on the other side of the field. And, and I just thought, you know, that was just unnecessary. Um, but then maybe that's just me. And Paul said, but, you know, it's a goal kick, and he's just... He's just giving them possession back. So I said, yeah, but he didn't have to kick it there. So we were having a debate about Dele Alli. And I suppose that's because there was nothing else to talk about. (laughs) He's still still a really young player. And and this is his first season in the top flight in in, in the Premier League. Um, The the criticism, not of Dele Alli, but the, the issue I've got is I don't want him to get too carried away in the hype. That surrounds him, um, and and, yeah. and I don't think he will. I think you know you look at players like Kane, um, who has had equally a huge amount of hype this season and last, mm. and I think Kane's coped with it quite well. Deli Ali is just like that. He is, but if you look at it, Nicky, it's all passion. It's all about mm. like he had last not last week, the week before when he got the his fifth yellow. It's yeah. about sticking up for his teammates. And it's about wanting the best for the team. And I think if you take that element out of his game, then you're losing quite a lot. It's that willingness that he's going to do everything he needs to for the team and stand up for his teammates if needed. Okay, that is certainly one way to look at it. I just, (laughs) you know, I I just wouldn't, I wouldn't, I pride ourselves ourselves being Tottenham on the fact that we've actually got some really decent players and we don't have to be dirty we don't have to you know yes we'll get the odd lay tackle in or whatever the case may be but we don't have to play dirty like some of the other um, teams do we don't have to sink to that level because we've just we've just got class there's something really classy about us and I just hope that you know that it is just passion and that he doesn't become you know, somebody who just gets a reputation for for being hot-headed and and um, we don't need that. He's better than that. So I'm, I'm hoping I'll agree with you. I'll say it's just passion. Hmm. Um, there was something on... So um, Garth Crooks, who's a former Spurs player um, from the early early 1980s and he's also a um well respected i think bex yeah so, yeah. so well respected pundits on 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 the bbc and has been for about 25 years um talks very f- fairly um and you know and he's still always very very passionate about spurs um and supportive um and says good things um he said something yesterday 
um, on Final Score, which is a, a just listeners outside the UK is a uh, program on 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 BBC, uh, which is exactly that. It's Final Score and, and it's like a results program. And he said um, at around quarter to seven, so just as sorry, quarter to five, just as the games were had finished or were finishing, he said, "For me, Tottenham don't have." a chance of making the top four they are a top six side nothing more now i was quite disappointed in that because whilst he's entitled to his opinion and he's an ex-pro and um you know i'm sure he knows more about the game than i do blah 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 um does he really think that there are four or five teams better than us in the premier league because i look around at that at that table yesterday United again were very disappointing drawing 0-0 with West Ham um, City lost to Stoke um, <laughs> wasn't that just the funniest result of the weekend yeah um, the no 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 the Chelsea oh well yeah the Chelsea game was quite amusing actually in all fairness um, Chelsea lost again to Bluthorne if anybody's talking about um, them as top four Material, uh, like I said last week, on the evidence of last week against us, and then and even yesterday, they again they played. They didn't play with a with a recognised striker. They packed the midfield at um, home at against home. a team that have just been promoted. Yeah, I mean, for fuck's sake, what was he expecting was going to happen? Anyway, mm. it's their problems are not ours. No. We should just sit and laugh. But let's all laugh at Chelsea. <laughs> but but there are again. <laughs> <laughs> That, that, I'll just go off on a tangent. Every week, it's almost you look at who Chelsea are playing, and then it's now become, you know, whether they draw or lose, um, it's it's becoming quite a frequent occurrence. And it's all, almost every week we're just laughing at them at their expense, isn't it? I great? know. It's really hard to find a Chelsea fan this season. <laughs> really hard <laughs> because they're all buried <laughs> under layers of desks, or you know, you just don't see them anymore. <laughs> Whereas last season, everywhere you look, there's a fucking Chelsea fan, and now they're not. <laughs> they're just completely vanished. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the, there are. They lost, and City lost, and United were disappointing. And Leicester, let's give them credit. They're 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 doing really well this season, but um, I don't know how how long that's going to last um so I, I find it odd that um that Garth, Garth Crooks and, and other pundits don't rate our chances of finishing in the top four and then Liverpool of course everybody's falling head over heels with Liverpool and Klopp um and if you look at their results since he took charge have they only won one one league game I believe possibly um yeah, yeah they beat Swansea they beat Swansea and they had a cracking game midweek in all fairness Mm. They beat Southampton six one at home. In the cup, yeah. 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 So, they've 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 they beat Swansea in the Premier League, they lost to City. Oh well, no, they beat City. No, they beat City. They beat City. Okay, alright, so that's stand corrected. But they lost they lost to Palace and they lost to um they drew against Southampton. Uh, they they don't look impressive. Um and as I said at the beginning, you know, how many of these other teams around us would have gone to West Brom um, and picked up a result? As you said earlier, Bex Arsenal went there and lost. So I don't think we're, we're still not getting the recognition that we deserve. But but I'm quite happy with that. I'd rather stay under the radar. Exactly. That's exactly what we were saying a few weeks ago, Bex. 
It's just better. It's better than, you know, let them focus on all the others, and we'll just sneak up on them and 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 snatch it out from under somebody. You know, with un- let them underestimate us. I'm quite happy for that. So, just just on us, bringing it back to us. So, if you look at the run of our next games, Monaco aside on on Thursday, our next ten Premier League matches. Newcastle at home, Southampton away, Norwich at home, Watford away, Everton away, Leicester home, Sunderland home, Palace away, Norwich away, Watford home. We should be picking up a lot of points. Yeah, yeah, yeah we should be on on paper. That and then and then after that we we play Man City away um, on on the thirteenth, fourteenth of February. Um, that's you know that's a lot of games as you say where we can pick up points. And dare I say it, that's ten ten more matches where potentially we we might remain unbeaten. Mm. As well as hopefully picking up a lot of points. So, um, not too fussed about yesterday. Yeah, disappointing, but. Um, but was I... it really? You know, if you looked at it logically, then it's not a bad result. I think if you mm. take a bit of the emotion away from it and the disappointment, because, you know, maybe we expected to go there and win. If you look at it logically, we went away it with shit weather. Um, on the back of not having played since last Sunday, yeah, to mm-hmm. a, a, to play a Tony Pulis team, mm. you know, we did all right. I think we didn't do as badly. I think as some people all over social media appear to be thinking that everything's gone wrong. How poss- How could we possibly not have gone there and thrashed them by a cricket score? Well, get real, people. It's not the end of the known universe. Mm. Absolutely. No injuries at this season, at this stage of the season, bar a couple. I think we're doing all right. Uh, we're, yeah. s- we're still only what three points behind United and City, who are in fourth and third. Four points behind Woolwich and second. Okay, six behind Leicester. Which at this stage of the season, with only fifteen played, six points is something which you know, we can we can cut into that lead. And I'm sure that Leicester are going to uh, at some point falter. Um, I think it's more the fact that, like you say, the expectation maybe was there beforehand that it's a game yeah. that we should be winning, and, and and it was something that Poch said after the match. He he said that it it was it felt like two points dropped, um, and and I like the fact that that you know our expectations have been raised as a club. That's a good thing. As have his. That's really amusing. Yeah. If Poch is thinking the same as the fans, then I think that's yeah. a really good thing. And, and conversely, these teams, you know, whether it's West Brom or United or, or Chelsea last week, they're all um, they're all giving us that respect because they realise shit. Tottenham's Tottenham are a tough team. They're a really tough team to beat, um, yep. and the results speak for themselves. You know, um, fourteen unbeaten since the first day of the season, and we've also punished a few teams along the way. Um, notably City and West Ham um, even Arsenal to be honest whilst that game ended a draw we were all over them um, yeah. Yeah. so um, we're, we're doing well agreed right um, in the second half of the podcast Bex will be um, providing us an update with the Spurs, on the Spurs ladies um, we'll be taking some questions um and we'll be looking at the um, Monaco and Newcastle games. Um, but before we do, here's Elliot Lyon with this week's forward line. 
Forward Line on the Tottenham Hotspur Family Podcast with me, Elliot Line, looking forward to the Europa League game against Monaco on December the 10th and the Premier League game against Newcastle on the 13th. The game against Monaco is not a crucial one for us, having already qualified for the next stage, although an extra point will guarantee us progressing as group leaders. Uh, for Monaco to progress, they will need to beat us and for Anderlecht not to win. Despite the lack of pressure on us to win, I think we are still narrow favourites and I think we will put a reasonably strong team out. Perhaps if the next opponents were a tougher test than Newcastle, things would be different. We've played Newcastle 42 times in the Premier League and have won 17 to their 19. Uh, Last season, this fixture ended 2-1 to Newcastle. Adebayor gave us the lead, but Amiobi and Perez gave Newcastle the win. Newcastle are struggling this season and we go into the match as firm favourites to take all three points. In the Monaco game, I think we have a 63% chance of scoring, a 23% chance of scoring more than once, and a 43% chance of keeping a clean sheet. Uh, The three most likely scorelines are a 1-0 win, a 1-1 draw, and a 1-0 loss. Overall, I think there's a 39% chance of a Spurs win, a 32% chance of a draw, and a 29% chance of a Monaco win. Against Newcastle, I think we have an 81% chance of scoring, a 46% chance of scoring more than once, and a 62% chance of keeping a clean sheet. The three most likely scorelines are a 1-0 win, a 2-0 win, and a 1-1 draw. Overall, I think there's a 66% chance of a Spurs win, a 22% chance of a draw, and a 12% chance of a Newcastle win. This has been the Forward Line with Elliot Line. Come on, you Spurs. Right, welcome back to the second half of the Tom Hotspur Family Podcast. Thank you, Elliot, as ever. Um, turning to those games, so we've got Monaco this Thursday. We've already qualified for the next stage of the Europa. Um, predictions, ladies? 2-0 uh, mm. win. I think, look, I think it will be a, a bit of a tough game, and, but I think that the guys are going to be right up for it because they're going to just... I think they're going to want to go into the weekend with the win behind us, even though it's a different competition. I think they're going to want to pick up their, their, their sort of confidence and all the rest of it. So under the lights, um, I think that I'm going with the 2-0 win for Thursday. For the game on Sunday... Um, hang on, uh, hang on, one at a time. I'll get confused otherwise. So, oh, okay. Sorry, it's me. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting on a bit. Um, so... Uh, the Monaco game, I think, Poch will go out for glory. This is our big glamour tie, if you like, for this. the group stage. It's a home match, and he wants us to finish top of the group. So I don't think he's going to put out, you know, the kids. I don't think he's going to put out a lesser team or anything. I think he really will go for it. So okay. I'm going to go 3-1. Jav? Um, 4-0. <laughs> um, and I think that... I think that yeah, it'd be a fairly strong team. He might rest maybe one or two in midfield. I think um, Mason's still injured, isn't he? Yep. Um, Chadley, I heard, is coming back from injury, but Ooh. not not maybe back in time Thursday, but I think he's working his way back. Fitness. Um, ben Talab is still injured. Um, uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if somebody like um, Anoma or Carol... Um, feature possibly mm, I like I like Onoma oh I think he's such a special player he's going to be brilliant he's just something magical about him mm. 
man, I guess one of Larice, um, one of Son or Lamella will play, and the other one will, will be rested um, with an eye to Sunday. But yeah, I, th- I think I think we can we can win that. Monaco won't weren't particularly impressive um, when we played. No, them. they weren't, and we only managed to, they only scraped a draw with us because we switched off because yeah. we led for most of that game. And to lose, and to and to come away with the draw felt like a loss because we, you know, had the lead for so long. Um, but yeah, it should be an interesting game, I think. Okay, yeah. and then and then um, Sunday we're playing the Barcodes, um, Newcastle United. Um, they're pretty shit, aren't they? I mean, they're what second, second in the table, ten points. Um, they've got the worst goal difference, minus sixteen. Um, they're playing Liverpool today. I hope they get a result against Liverpool, but I, I doubt it, unfortunately. Um, Please tell me Tim Crawl isn't playing. I think he's injured. <laughs> exactly. So if he's out, then we're not going to have, was it last season or the season before, 17 shots on goal yeah. and he stopped every single fucking one of them. Yeah. Mm. He's, yeah. Still, he's still injured. They're just poor. Steve McCarran's um, shit. shit. And... Uh, so I guess that that will be the game when um, our unbeaten run comes to an end. I suppose. <laughs> on floor. Oh, that's last. <laughs> I think we, I think we're going to win win five nil. The game for Newcastle, Nikki. Yeah, I'll. I'm going to go for um, just because you know they're shits and and because they're shits and they're coming to White Hart Lane, they're going to put up a fight. But I'll say two one. Yeah, yeah, I'm go with the two one actually. Be nice to see a five nil, five nil like we did a couple of years back. Mm. That would, it would be, be lovely. Wonderful. It would be, but you know, it's just, it's just because I think for whatever reason, um, they're coming to White Hart Lane and they go anywhere else and they just they're shit. You know, they don't play. But it's like everybody's decided, oh, we're going to White Hart Lane. We better work our heart our asses off because otherwise we're going to be, you know. We're gonna, it's going to be a whitewash. So I'm hoping I'm wrong, but uh, we also shouldn't underestimate them. They are shits. They they're going to want to fight, maybe. So but yeah, we should absolutely demolish them. But do you know what? I, I think as a mark of how shit they are, um, they'll obviously try to put park the bus and defend against us at White, White Hart Lane, as a lot a lot of these shit teams like Chelsea did last week. Um, <laughs> But I think they're so shit that they won't even do that very well. And they'll just leak goals left, right and centre. But anyway. Well, let's um, hope. Right. Um, just a quick um, little announcement. Um, from, uh, I had a message from Oliver Lease, one of our listeners in the States. Um, um, Oliver's a Spurs fan um, from... Wisconsin, and um, he recently formed a student not-for-profit organisation to help um, homeless people in in the area that he lives. Um, the organisation is called Bundled Up, um, and uh, that set up with the goal of helping to keep homeless men and men and women warm in 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 the winter. Um, they work in around. In, a, in a, and around Madison, Wisconsin, where winters can get quite cold, um, there are over 23,000 homeless people living in 
I can't say the word, Wisconsin, <laughs> and bundle up is working to raise money in order to provide warm clothes for them this winter. Um, every little bit helps, and if anybody wants to help um, out, they can donate at www.gofundme.com slash bundle up. Um, and if you want more info, you can message Oliver Lease from Wisconsin on Facebook, and I'm sure there are there might be a few Oliver Leases out there, but I'm sure he's the only one in Wisconsin, so it shouldn't be too difficult to find on Facebook. Right. Um, bringing it back to football, Bex, um, Spurs ladies, how have they been doing? They had a great game last weekend. Katie O'Leary got a hat-trick when they played, wow. when they played Basildon, which was really good. Um, so they are now through to the quarterfinals of the Premier League Cup as well. They have no game this weekend. And then, as we all know, next weekend, ostensibly, they're coming to play Pompey Ladies down my part of the world. And so hopefully I'll get something back from the, the team when I go and see them next weekend. So that would be good. Is, um, is Katie O'Leary um, one of the recent signings no. that we made? No. Okay. No, 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 no. No, because it was a cup game. So um, Kelly Blancheflower, who was one of the signings, yeah. she was cup-tied because she'd just come from West Ham. So she couldn't play. Okay. So no, she was one of our girls anyway. But I, that's a really good result. They've had some really high-scoring games recently. So they had a four-two and now a five-two. So that's it's good for them. Good for morale. And a hat trick is always nice. Whoever gets it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, right. We've, we've had a few questions come through. So Sam Moore asks: Do we have a better chance of qualifying for the Champions League by winning the Europa League than finishing fourth this season? Dear God. So the Europa League is about 97 games, isn't it? To get to, By the time you get to the final, whereupon nobody's got any energy to run around and do anything because they've spent time playing in the fucking far-flung parts of Europe that don't even count as Europe for most of it. Mm. <laughs> Honestly, it drives me insane. Um, Azerbaijan is not Europe. It doesn't matter who tells me that. So um, I don't know. I think that, yeah, it's feasible, but it's not an easy thing to do I think actually top four in the Premier League is an easier thing to achieve than that endless bloody slog that is the European the Europa Cup it's just it goes on forever and ever and ever or is that just me no I'd, I'd agree with that <laughs> I, I think I think I think it would be great if we won won the Europa League not because it or not just because it um now guarantees you fourth place but fourth place because it guarantees you Champions League but just because it would be nice to win a trophy and, and win a European trophy. And I think we stand a better chance this season compared to other seasons of going quite far in that competition. But I still think you're right. I think that the, the finishing fourth will be easier. Um, because we, you've got... I know we've qualified for the next stage, but we've got the last 32, so that's two matches, home and away, in February, then the last 16, and then then you get to the quarterfinals. Um, and so then... And the other thing with the Europa League that really pisses me off is in January you get all the dropouts from the Champions League. Yeah. Which yeah. just fucking annoys me beyond all belief. And all I've done is swear this mm. podcast. But it's just, if you haven't achieved anything in your own competition, don't come and gatecrash somebody else's. Mm. Yeah. I, I, what Bex said. What Bex said. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that strongly about it. I agree. <laughs> just annoys me so was it last season the year before that three out of the four semi-finalists were dropouts from the Champions League yeah and you think really what is the point 
Uh, so I'd like to think as FIFA are part of their grand reorganisation, they're going to scrap, or UEFA will scrap that. Because to me, that's just, it's pointless. It's like a reward for failure. Yes. Oh, but they don't see it like that. They see well, it as one, one, as one big money-making exercise. Yeah, and, well, I'll and, go and tell them what I think, shall I? And I, and I, <laughs> and I, and I was thinking about this earlier this morning because there's a documentary tomorrow in the UK, um, Panorama, all about FIFA and corruption. And do you know what? I, I don't even... I just I've, I'm bored by the whole thing because I, I maybe I'm being cynical here, but I think that FIFA will always be corrupt. It doesn't matter if you take Blatter, they're corrupt. There's more corrupt people. They replace one corrupt person with another corrupt person. I think UEFA are just the same. I think Platini is an arsehole and uh, I've got no faith in any of those organisations. They're just corrupt at the core, and I can't see sounds anything. Like our... Sorry, sounds like our government. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I can't see anything changing, really. Unfortunately. Yeah, but the difference is, Nikki, that you have a Supreme Court who um, will come in and overturn a decision, mm. whereas we don't have that in this country or in, you know, UEFA. Yeah. True. Sack them all. Feed them to the lions. Um, right, Carol Hayward. Yeah, Carol Hayward. I mean, and, and we, we've established, you know, Blatter's going to Blatter's a big lad. So if you feed him to the lions, that's going to be quite a meal for them. You know, he's <laughs> feasted on foie gras and whatnot. Um, Carol Hayward asks, I've always said that we have lacked a winning mentality and that the top teams um, have that winning mentality, which, in my opinion, makes teams fear them when they play the top four. This gives top teams an advantage even before a ball is kicked. This season seems a bit different so far in that respect, which is brilliant. Do you think this do you think the season do you think that this season that the team starts to really believe in themselves and are a bit closer to getting a winning mentality? Yeah, I think I think that's one of the things that Pochettino is obviously working on. Remember he always talks about his philosophy. And I think that's part of the things that he's working on with the guys. Because, you know, um, take yesterday, for example. I mean, when they equalised, you know, the fans in previous seasons would have gone, oh, well, that's it. That's the end of the game because, you know, we're going to lose now because that's always what the players did. And they're not doing that. Even though it was a scrappy, really strange game yesterday, they were still fighting till the end. And, and... Yeah, they, they gave away some good chances and all the rest of it, but we were still in it, um, not to lose as such. So I think it all comes down to Pochettino's philosophy, and I think slowly but surely he's changing that. And you can even hear it when the boys do their interviews, you know. It's all about we and us and working hard. It's it's not just about one person um, taking all the glory for what the rest of the team is doing. They're all about the teamwork. And so I think, I think yeah... I think people are, and, and it's showing already, people are coming to, to White Hart Lane and showing us the respect that we deserve because a lot of people do think that we're certainly the team to beat the season and clearly we are because, you know, hey-ho, haven't been beaten since the first day of the season. So, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely echo everything, everything that Nikki's just said. No, but that's pretty much what I was saying earlier, isn't it, really? The fact that it is, it, it's, again, yesterday wasn't a, you couldn't pick out a best player, but equally you couldn't pick out a really bad one either. 
So whilst the game itself was scrappy, the team is still a coherent unit. I think certainly it's clear that he's starting to instil um, his philosophy, a, his philosophy, and also a mentality whereby we are that bit more um, resilient and 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 just more difficult to beat. As for a winning mentality, um, sorry to say the obvious, but until we actually win something, until we're actually in a position whereby we're suddenly, I don't know, pushing for whatever it may be, whether that's the league or, or pushing for top four, and we're in a position and we can hold on to it in the way that, unfortunately, the other team from South London that happened to be um, uh, living in in North London... Um, oh, the Wanderers. To, the Wanderers, yeah, them. Um, they've got a, a winning mentality, um, they they have, you know, unfortunately on two occasions we we were ahead of them um, in that race for top four and we we threw it away and um, and I really think it's a mental thing. Um, so I think we we've got we Pochettino's got gone some way to address that, but until the season unfolds, um, probably can't give a really sort of qualified answer as to whether we have or we haven't. But I think there are signs there at the moment which are, which are good. OK, so would anybody at this stage, having seen what Poch has achieved over the last season and a half, would anybody be baying for his head, do you think, come the end of the year, if we continue the way we are? Say we finish fifth again. No. What will be the general... Think. OK, and why not, please? Only because we've been here before. Yeah, no, for sure. But I think... I think as he's always said, we need to give him time to, to put his plan into action. And um, it's not just going to happen overnight. And if we don't give a manager some time, yes, okay, maybe some will argue, well, a season and a half or nearly two seasons is a lot of time. But um, he's only just brought in players that he wants to play with. Yes, we've not done a lot of in the transfer uh, window, but but they are gelling there is a change you can see an improvement and and i think as long as we start to convert these draws into wins um and we don't we're not defeated i don't i don't see any reason why anyone would want his head yeah but unfortunately there will be some small number of people of our fans that will, that will, that will think that but they're, they're the the idiots that yeah. can't can't string two sentences t- together and uh, and uh, and walk at the same time and walk at the same time and they're, they're fuckwits basically and we, we don't really care what they think exactly they fear with the fans and they don't deserve to be Spurs fans and we don't need people like that supporting Spurs and in all fairness I was playing devil's advocate I've got no desire for the guy to go I think he's done really well he's done a lot with the youth players you know Deli Alley and the England squad in his first season I think is amazing I think he's really brought the team together as a whole. I just was get, trying to gauge opinion to see whether it was just me being a happy clapper or not. I'm, I'm happy being a happy clapper. <laughs> me too, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I have a lot of faith. And maybe some people call it blind optimism, but I'll always believe and hope that we're going to do better. Yeah. You know, Yes, we'll be disappointed a little bit because we expect more from games like yesterday, but at the end of the day, I'm sure they all will feel exactly the same way. You know, like yeah. Pochettino said, we, we lost two points there. And 
I think the boys are going to, we're going to actually see a marked improvement. They weren't hungry enough yesterday. Something was off and maybe it was just the weather or maybe it was just Birmingham. But, you know, it happens. And at least we didn't lose. Even though we had an off day, we still came away with a draw. So that in itself is progress. Um, we talked about Ericsson earlier on, briefly. Um, so Zach Gasnola asks, does Ericsson need a rest or will he regain his form by playing? He's just come back from injury. Yeah. What rest do you want to give him to have? He's tw- 23, 24. Mm-hmm. Dear God. No, get up there and run around a bit more. It'll be fine. And again, this is the whole maybe he needs those two games a week. Maybe he needs that to focus. But does he need... Okay, maybe maybe we're reading that too literally. Maybe by rest, Zach means a break from the team insofar as he's not playing well. And maybe he needs a bit of time on the bench and somebody else to play instead of him for him to respond to Make that. Make him hungry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So who'd yeah, you put maybe. in then? Who'd you who'd you put in? Um, you could play Lamella, Son, and um, and Deli Ali, for example, across the three behind um, behind Kane, and we've got Chadley to come back. So, I mean, bear in mind, Ericsson drifts a lot a lot of the time on the left hand side, or he plays in the in the centre. So, um, Son, for instance, could could play that role on the left mm. um, and you could put Lamella in the centre for example um, they're, they're different players yeah um, they would bring something different to the team yeah. look it's not a bad idea because you know I mean they've been marked improvements in a lot of players because they've got to fight for their position in the team so perhaps it is not a, a bad suggestion or a bad thought but um, ring pot Nikki sure. tell him right away <laughs> I'll tell him tonight um, when we go to sleep. <laughs> Annette's going to kill me for that comment. <laughs> he might, I mean, the thing is, we are constrained in a way because we only see what happens on a live game. You don't know what goes on in training. You don't know if Potch is seeing the same things that we are when they're out on the field, when they are playing. Mm. We don't know what Potch sees in training, whether... You don't know if Ericsson feels that he needs a rest. You know, these guys are top athletes. They're not going to say, do you know what, today I really don't feel up for it. What they might say is, look, boss, I think I need some time out. And Poch has to be, has to have enough respect for his players, especially a player like Ericsson, you know, full international, has been for years. Everybody thinks he's been around at least 10 years longer than he has. So if Pot, if, if Ericsson feels tired, I'm sure and he went to the boss, then Potch would say, yeah, all right. All right, you yeah. uh, give yourself a week off and see how you feel. Yeah. So I'm guessing That's it's as much it. down to the player as it is to Potch, if he really does feel that tired. Mm. But I don't, I don't think that any player in their right mind would want to go and volunteer to sit on the bench. I don't think so at the moment. No. no. In all honesty, because no. because they want to be they want to be on the field and they want to be <laughs> playing. And so I don't know. I think it's going to have to be up to Pochettino to make that call. But like we said, obviously something is happening in training for him to keep putting um, Ericsson in. And 
and perhaps it's just the way we've been playing that it hasn't really happened for him and it's been keeping him quiet I don't know we'll have I, to just see I thought he was decent against Bournemouth and Arsenal um, and as I said before I think he, he gives that little bit of invention that other players in the team don't or don't in the same way he can see a pass um, I would persevere with him and I think we've got two games against Monaco and Newcastle um, which I can see him doing quite well in um, mm. I think so too I hope he does he'll... Oh, he's in my fantasy team so he, he better start scoring oh, um, that's why then <laughs> It's all your fault. It's, it's all my fault, yeah. Um, I know the moment I drop him, I'll score. Um, so so drop keep, him. I'm going to keep him in the team. Because, because he will score. He will eventually score. I'm so selfish, um, I, I am, yeah. Right. Um, Greg Taylor says, we're the team to beat nowadays. Not Man City, not United, not Arsenal. Um or Chelsea for that matter, or even surprisingly Leicester. Um, no team is going to make it easy for us. Um, our scalp is worth more at the moment. Do you agree? Yes. Yeah, we, we covered this we earlier. We touched that, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know whether whether opposition teams look at it in those terms, whether our scalp is worth more, but I think it's it's just they respect the fact that we're a tough, tough team to beat. Um, right, next question. Barry Crowhurst asks, "Would what would be a successful season um, for us now, considering Chelsea are currently well behind the top four? And isn't it time we took the FA Cup very seriously now that we're out of the League Cup?" Uh, I think this sort of ties back to the to the other question from earlier. I can't remember who asked it. Um, Oh, the FA Cup. Sorry, I'm being dumb. Excuse me, it must be this class of 900. <laughs> Next, if you will answer that question, please. <laughs> I, don't I don't think there was any intent not to take the FA Cup seriously last year. We went out to Leicester, didn't we? Really early January? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that wasn't a fresh. That was a 2-1. Did they score twice in like the last five minutes or something? Yeah. I'm I'm a, I'm getting on a bit, you know, so I need to have be reminded of such events. So I don't think that the intention was there at that stage. Bearing in mind we still had the Europa League to come up, and we were still well in the League Cup. I don't think the intention was not to um, crack on with that. But we really, it would be lovely to have some silverware. And I think the FA Cup is such a Spurs thing. It would be great if we could. I'm well, Poch has already shown that he he's quite happy to play a strong squad like he did against Carabag mm. for games that aren't necessarily vital to his long-term strategy. So perhaps he will. I think a, a successful season depends. If you ask me, when we did predictions before the season started on the first pod or the pre-pod, I said that top five for fifth and one of the trophies, I can't remember which, I possibly might have said the FA Cup would be a good season. Um, if you ask me now, I would like us to win either the Europa or the FA Cup, particularly the FA Cup because um, it's been 25, well, it'll be, yeah, it's, it's it'll be oh, 25, tw well 25 years. Yeah, well overdue. Um, 
it'd be it'd be nice for us to do that, and and particularly with the history and everything, everything and, and and whatnot. Um, in terms of league standing, though, now if you ask me at this moment in time, I think fifth would be a little bit disappointing because uh, I really do believe that we can finish fourth or third in in, in the league. So. Um, that for me would would be a successful season, but then it, you might end up without any trophies, still finish fifth, which is no different from last season. But we might have progressed, or hopefully we've progressed since last year, and and showed more resilience and um, accumulated more points and are playing better and and so forth. So it's d- difficult how you measure success. Do you measure it by trophies and league titles or or what? Um, I think pro- the progress that we're making under Poch is there for all to see, and that's more important than than any trophy. Because as long as we continue to pro- progress, sooner rather than later, we'll start to win trophies. Well, exactly. I'd rather we we have a steady progress, and we don't just come swoop in, take everybody by storm, and then next year we struggle, and we and and everybody ends up laughing at us and going, "Oh, one year wonders." That's not what we want. I'd rather do with the slow, steady progress and, and you know, if we win something, that's great. And if we don't, well, we know worse off than previous years. There's been progress and, and there's always going to be next year. So, you know, and, and, and the next year we hopefully, obviously, do better. There's nothing worse, I think, to, to do what Chelsea's just done. They win last year and look where they are this year. It's a joke and it's the same players. It's the same coach. What what's going on there? You know, not that I want to talk about Chelsea, but do you, do you get do you get what I'm saying? It's 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 all down to rather seeing a slow, steady progress um, than getting ahead of ourselves. Well, that's just uh, my opinion. Absolutely, no, I I agree with that. Um, you know how he said he don't want to talk about Chelsea. Well. Um, Mr. Gaz at Mr. Gaz underscore ICT asks, vote vote who has the best chance of surviving Christmas, Jose Mourinho or a turkey? Isn't he a turkey, though? (laughs) Oh, that's a really tough one, that, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Who knows? Yeah, see, I'm, I'm not particularly fond of eating turkey, so I would vote for the turkey to um, last longer than Mr. <laughs> Mourinho. <laughs> I think that, that uh, Mourinho is one very big, expensive turkey. Um, and on that basis, he will um, Abramovich will keep him until the end of the season before... Um, uh, getting rid of him, um, it'll be, they won't fire him. Of course, it'll be uh, we left and it was a mutual agreement, and he left, and it was amicable and blah 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 and all of that. But that that's fine. That's fantastic. I, I hope that Mourinho stays until the rest of the season, because then we, we can laugh at Ch- Chelsea every, every every week and have fun and <laughs> laugh at their expense. So, yeah, um, I think unfortunately, if you're a turkey this time of year, you're fucked. So. Um, uh, but that's his Mourinho so you know it's a bit of it will be a prolonged tortured (laughs) experience before he finally gets gets the boots well then he understands how turkeys feel they get fattened up and and fed the whole year only to end up dead at Christmas so you know 
I'm not saying he's going to die. Oh, God, cut it out. <laughs> That's fine. No. Um... Don't edit that out. <laughs> but if anything happens to Mourinho, then not only have you got the Russians, you know, with their, their poisoning habits to, to be concerned about, you've got these dodgy South Africans. <laughs> Who, as we established, they get yeah, away with murder. Say it, yeah. Or maybe they don't. But well, he doesn't get away with it anymore, does he? No, 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 no. That ship has sailed. <laughs> yep. Thank God for that. Yeah, absolutely. Right, we're all off to find some turkeys. And thank you, <laughs> Bex. Thank You're you. welcome. Thank you, Nikki. Um, <laughs> the future's bright. The future's lily white. Good night. Come on, in the dirt. Now gather round and sing it out and we'll talk out over her.